0: Welcome to St Martin the Fields and welcome to the first live and in the building great sacred music since March 2020. It is incredibly good to be back. Very warm welcome to those of you in the building and to those joining us online. You've just heard Lord make us instruments of thy peace and I'm going to give you a great disappointment now which is that the prayer of St Francis of Assisi sometimes known as the peace prayer and hung on posters in student land throughout the world, was not written by St. Francis of Assisi in the 12th century. I'm very sorry to break that news to you. It was written in 1912 by a French Catholic priest, Esther Bucherel, and published in a small circulation spiritual magazine. And the person responsible uh, for popularizing it Uh, as a prayer of St. Francis was the French Franciscan Etienne Benoit who printed millions of copies of the prayer, and this is the secret, on a card that depicted St. Francis on the back. A few years later an English translation was printed in the Quaker magazine in the United States under the title A Prayer of St. Francis of Assisi and the Rest is History. By the time the South African Third Order Franciscan Sebastian Temple wrote Make Me a Channel of Your Peace in 1967, all connection with historical attribution was long gone. Nonetheless, we thought we'd start our celebration of St. Francis of Assisi with something he never wrote, but would probably have endorsed. Now, it's our tradition, and it's a tradition long in abeyance, uh, at 18 months, 19 months in abeyance, Uh, At Great Sacred Music, for us to begin by singing a hymn together, we remain seated to do so, and we're going to sing the hymn, Like a Mighty River Flowing. Michael Perry was an evangelical hymn writer, vicar of Tunbridge in Kent, who died tragically young in his 40s. Unusually for an evangelical hymn, Like a Mighty River Flowing focuses not on how Jesus gives us peace, but on what that peace actually feels like. In each verse, there are two analogies from creation, followed by a turn to human experience of friendship or forgiveness. The whole hymn dwells on Paul's memorable phrase about the peace of God that passes all understanding. The tune, a very distinctive tune, composed by Noel Trudinick, Doyen of All Souls Langham Place, up the road, uh, is named Old Yevering. After the birthplace of Christianity in North Northumberland, where Paulinus first baptized converts to Christianity in the seventh century. So we remain seated, the voices will stand and lead us as we sing together like a mighty river flowing. Francis of Assisi is perhaps the most instantly recognizable and lovable of all the saints of the church. He was born in Assisi in central Italy in 1181. He had a complex, to say the least, relationship with his father. Rather than take over the family business, he set off to fight against the neighboring city of Perugia. He was captured and imprisoned. Through the humiliation of this experience, he started to realize his vocation to become an instrument of God's peace. He tried to give away his father's wealth to clothe the poor and having renounced his possessions stood naked in the square in Assisi. He began to see himself as the brother of the poor and all creation. One day he saw a leper coming towards him along a path. Leprosy was the most feared sickness of his age. Yet he was drawn to embrace and kiss the leper. It was a moment that epitomized his emerging call to perceive God's presence in all living things. Now we're going to hear two pieces, quite contrasting. First by Carson Kuman, a young contemporary composer and organist. Uh, this is called A Cosmic Prayer, rather grandly, written by a Harvard professor of physics. Uh, and then we're going to hear the benedicite. Benedicite is often mixed up with a benedictus, sung at morning prayer, on Matins traditionally. Uh, Benedicite is a, a, a different, the, the Benedictus comes from Luke's Gospel. Benedicite uh, comes from the apocryphal addition to the book of Daniel, chapter 3, known as the Song of the Three Children. It's a celebration of their delivery from the fiery furnace. If you remember the story in Daniel 3, where Nebuchadnezzar throws the three young men into the fiery furnace because they won't bow down and worship the big statue, and they discover a fourth man in the blaze alongside them, which Christians have always uh, regarded as an appearance of Jesus Christ. So this is the uh, benedictive. Both of these, of course, the um, cosmic prayer and the Benedicite, are in different ways celebrations of creation with which Francis is so closely associated. staying with the creation theme, probably the best known hymn associated with the creation is Mrs Cecil Francis Alexander's All Things Bright and Beautiful. Cecil Francis Alexander was a wild girl because at the age of 31 she married a man I think 12 years younger than her and her family were appalled. He went on to become Archbishop of Armagh so he turned out more or less okay and they eventually they tolerated him around the family Christmas table again. Um, she, uh, the origin of this hymn, is quite curious. That she had a number of godchildren, and she, uh, her godsons, asked her for something more interesting to introduce them to the Christian faith than the catechism, which probably is the most boring way to introduce anyone to the Christian faith. So she, what she did was to write a series of hymns on the Apostles' Creed. And uh, she took each of the clauses of the Creed and her famous hymns, you can imagine how there is a green hill far away, uh, is obviously uh, related to uh, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. So it will be no surprise that the opening line of the Apostles' Creed, I believe in God the Father, Almighty Creator of heaven and earth, turned into best beloved, all things bright and beautiful. I remember I spent quite a lot of my childhood looking for the purple-headed mountain, which I never found, curiously. There's not that many purple-headed mountains out there, but I guess maybe they're all in Northern Ireland. Um, But then you may be aware that the original contained the rather more controversial verse, the rich man in his castle, the poor man at his gate, God made them high and lowly, and ordered their estate. We didn't hear much of that at the Labour Party conference a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but it does illustrate how tied a Mrs. C.F. Alexander was uh, to the social expectations of her, here, uh, her era. Let's hear Philip Stopford setting of this very well-known hymn. Well, we're going to um, stay with uh, the creation theme, but also return to St. Francis now by <clears throat> uh, singing again together uh, the probably the great granddaddy of all creation hymns, all creatures of our God and King. One uh, less well-known story of great contemporary significance about Francis is that he visited the Holy Land, not. Uh, as a crusader, but to visit the Muslim sultan. The two men spent a long time discussing together. Francis didn't abandon his love of Christ or his desire to convert his uh, Muslim leader, but they came away with a deep understanding of and respect for one another and a friendship and realization of a God far greater than and beyond their differences. This hymn really is by St. Francis, although of course it's uh, updated uh, by a a chap called Draper in the 19th century. Uh, It captures his alignment with creation in a great chorus of praise. It's difficult to to sing it sitting down, but we're still going to do that. Uh, The voices are going to stand and express joy on our behalf. Uh towards the end of Great Sacred Music's revival event today. Um, Thanks very much for joining us. I hope uh, you've enjoyed yourself, if you have. There are no fewer than three ways to make a donation as you leave. You can see on the back all the complexities of what our cashless society has now uh, made possible. You can text, you can go on the website, you can uh, flick a card at the cashless donation point, I think is what it's called. Uh, on the way out. Uh, you can donate your whole life savings in any of those ways. There are all sorts of opportunities and I won't deny that St Martin's needs the money after our long uh, shutdown during, um, or at least in, in the building shutdown last year. Uh, you'll probably see the publicity and there's some, some, uh, some more publicity on the way out for both for the forthcoming Great Sacred Music series, which we're taking through creation uh, all the way up to the COP26 conference, which is getting very close now in just a month's time up in Glasgow, and we're marking that at Great Sacred Music with different creation themes throughout October. So do join us. If you've flown in from San Francisco, especially for today, fly in from San Francisco, especially for next Thursday, and we'll be glad to see you in the building or online. Um, Do also look out for choral classics if you're in town on a Sunday afternoon. Details of that are also on the handout. Now, uh, we're going to finish with John Rutter's Gaelic Blessing. It's become quite fashionable in elite uh, choral circles to rather sneer at John Rutter, but I think before doing so, which of course you're very welcome to do if you're so minded, uh, it's worth considering uh, just the quality of his theological Composition. This Gaelic blessing was written in 1978. Uh, what the music does is to fold the notions of deep and peace together, drawing in contexts like running wave, flowing air, quiet earth, shining stars, gentle night and healing light all together, with the overall theme of waves lapping ashore. Until each of these diverse themes forms a crescendo in Christ, the light of the world, like flames rising to lick the glory above them. The overall effect is that all creation gathers around Christ the way all humanity, male and female, poor shepherd and wealthy kings, did at his cradle. So don't write Rutter off just yet. Thanks for joining us.